Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Moni. She's, she's the host of the podcast Mixing with Moni, which is all about Bravo TV and pop culture. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I was one saying before how you have mastered the art of a solo episode, which is a skill that I'm still learning, I, but I will learn <laughs> from you. God, that... Your episodes are so good when you're doing them alone. I Thank you. Just got to give you props up front. And we were talking about before we were on air how your show is about pop culture and Bravo TV from a person of color's perspective. And I think that's really great because Bravo is so whitewashed. Obviously, I'm a white woman, but I have so many people come on my show and you see like the process. I like send an outline and I'm like, hey, if you don't watch something, let me know. And if I put something married to medicine, Shaws of Sunset, even sometimes Real Housewives of Atlanta, people will be like, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, or Potomac. Oh, I don't watch it. I'm like, what? Like, right. people are missing out on the best shows because the best. maybe not blatant racism, but, you know, maybe some internalized uh, feelings. But They're feeling uncomfortable yeah. around a group of people that they may not be familiar with. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great that your show uh, focuses on that because, I mean, we need that in this world <laughs> most Thank definitely. Thank you. Yeah, pretty much exactly what you said. I started it because as a black woman and, and being in college and with friends, I have a diverse friend group, but I always notice that one side of my friend group looks like one way and they will watch Bravo and the other side who looks most like me will not. And I feel like so many times there is a collide of the two worlds and cultures. And the best way that I can ever describe that is like the history and understanding of Softy Gate and Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) That was when I realized I had a calling because I follow both Bravo stuff and also the very popular black blog, the shade room and neither of them were getting the understanding of their relationship correct but because i am a hundred percent deeply immersed in both black <laughs> culture and bravo culture i was like this is epic and no one understands the relationship why this happened where this came from and i was like so often people really do miss out on some of the greatest tv just because people don't look like them i also am from dc so i'm in the potomac area i'm like maybe 15 minutes away from potomac and i'm like this is the best show on television why does no one watch <laughs> i co-sign that 100 percent. and especially like atlanta i think people need to realize like atlanta has the highest ratings of all of the housewife shows like you wonder so why good. yeah like because the people on the show so maybe giving potomac a chance obviously you know dallas is a bunch of white women but I'm like, also give Dallas a chance while you're at it. <laughs> right. We need diversity. I, I really believe that. I think Bravo has realized that they can put a monopoly on per- people of color. There is a market out there for them. They just need to do a better job of integrating it. Totally. Well, to jump right into a story exclusively about one of the whitest women on Bravo. Um, <laughs> 
Lisa Vanderpump from the Real Housewives of Ooh, I oh God, this is so hard. Former, formerly from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but <laughs> currently Vanderpump Rules was in the press this week because she has been having beef with Sarah Paulson, the like Emmy and Golden Globe award winning actress. Yes, American Horror Story <laughs> stand right here. So Sarah Paulson had an interview in Vanity Fair where they were talking about the, her love for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she said. She's not going to miss Lisa on this upcoming season and then went on to say, I met her once at a party and she wasn't that nice to me. Am I going to get in trouble for that? She wasn't that nice. I love how she knows like the Vanderpump world is going to be like jumping all over that statement. Absolutely. She was fully aware. I mean, it is also Lisa. If you watch her, it's a little bit. It's like this was a very big like mind blow for me because I love both women so, so much. I am a huge American Horror Story fan and a huge Lisa Vanderpump fan. I'm a huge of, fan of all things Beverly Hills. So this was like dynamite in both, oh my God, and also, oh no. But also, if you watch Lisa Vanderpump, nothing about her vibe really gives me open and welcoming. So I'm a little bit shocked that Sarah was shocked. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure she knew that Vanderpump stands do not play. They will come for you. I just think Sarah Paulson is definitely big in her own way. However, she's no like Jennifer Aniston where like someone would definitely like know her and recognize her immediately. And Lisa must be getting so many people coming up to her all the time being like, oh, can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? Is that Jiggy? Which I did think I saw a picture where Lisa was in it with Sarah Paulson and Sarah Paulson was holding Jiggy. So there definitely had to be a moment of intimacy for Jiggy to be passed off. I feel like she doesn't really let go of (laughs) him too often. But I could see that being an easy person to not realize that they're famous. And maybe yeah. Sarah was a little butthurt over that. Yeah. And also, I mean, what about these housewives doesn't read narcissism half the time? I don't think they really watch anything other than themselves. Yeah, <laughs> true. Watch that. So I'm sure Lisa Vanderpump, the last time she sat down and binge watched American Horror Story, might have probably been season one, maybe. <laughs> what do you think Lisa Vanderpump watches? Like, do you even think she has Netflix? I don't think she owns a TV. I think she's one of those women who doesn't really like to not be busy. I think she equates being busy and having something going on with success. And that's not to say she's not successful. She's very successful. But I think that's kind of the point, right? And she's opening restaurant after restaurant, idea after idea because of the attention that it gets. And I think that's her being busy. It's her job. I mean, Ken, on the other hand, I think Ken Todd would want nothing more than to sit at home and watch Netflix all day and hold one of the fluffy puppies. Yeah, he's definitely watching like weird shows on HGTV and like yes. shows about like, what is it like, pipples and parolees. Like he's definitely into like dog based television. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Lisa Vanderpump pulled a full Mariah Carey and said, I am sorry. I don't know her. <laughs> not, sure, not sure I know her. And I don't believe or remember meeting her. I try to be nice to everyone. Lol. <laughs> I think she's fantastic. And Me I've too. heard some little, you know, rumbling the rumors that Vanderpump Rose is supposed to come back in December, like the December 2nd or something. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping maybe. Sarah Paulson could make an appearance on Vanderpump Rules. Maybe <laughs> she should just just dump my Ryan Murphy and head on over to Andy Cohen and be like, I want to be. And I think she said that, that she would want to be on like Beverly Hills or something like that. So 
she should just, you know, maybe they should bury the hatchet on camera. That's Lisa's world anyway. Well, Lisa also has like, not Lisa, Sarah has like a very older wife who's like 75 years old. That so, would be the best television ever. I forgot about that. Like one, we need lesbians on one of these shows. Two, an old that. lesbian. Old. <laughs> very, very old. Like I don't, let me, Sarah Paulson, old I wife. I want to say, and this is not ages. 76. This is. Right. This is not ages, and this is just mind blowing that it's Sarah Paulson and this woman are light years apart in age. Yeah, thirty, basically, yeah, thirty three years, thirty two years. I'm not the best with mental math, but yeah, thirty three <laughs> years. Holland Taylor, she's like a, another Emmy winning actress who is probably like so rude that I don't know any of her work. But oh, she's in the Truman Show. Okay. Oh, all right. Established both of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, okay, Emmy Award winning both of them. I'm like, she's some old broad. Like, I'm like, no one even knows her. Right. But this is kind of like the point, right? This is like what we got from the laughter when, if anyone watched the Emmys, when Kim Kardashian and Kim O'Shea oh. were presenting and everyone in the audience is laughing, laughing. This is kind of the point. I mean, Sarah Paulson is this accomplished actress being interviewed by Vanity Fair. But now we have like these Bravo celebrities <laughs> who have like almost the equal, like, equal amounts of fame if not more because people have to be reminded to go back and watch regular television because mm-hmm. we spend so much time watching reality tv so it's like the worlds are separate but it's a little bit of a slap in the face like you can go to school <laughs> for acting but you can't go to school to be a housewife right? <laughs> i mean i feel like at this point like there's gonna be like courses in college with, about like reality tv and how this has like shaped just television in general because you know, you see all of these different networks that like pivoting to their own like kind of reality shows. And it's like, you know what? Years ago, y'all were scoffing at reality shows. And now scoffing. who's joining the freaking bandwagon? Like, yep. And now, I mean, I'm even starting to watch reality shows on Netflix. They have some of the best ones I've ever seen. I watched that prison one, but once I started, they started doing that like toilet, like conversation things. I was like, oh, I'm, was I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Her I'm face is too close to a toilet. Subtle, like selling sunset. Oh. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no, that's like the nice, like good stuff. I'm like, you know, the prison one. <laughs> <laughs> selling sunset is basically like million dollar listing LA, except they're all women. And Ooh. the owner are these twin attractive men. They both look exactly the same, but they are attractive. And the, all the real estate agents are women. And one of them, who's kind of the helm, is the wife of, um, is, I think it's Josh Hartley. He plays on This Is Us. He's like the really hot white brother. Mm, I don't watch He's that on, show. But. I don't really either. I don't have to, that much time to cry in my life. But <laughs> they are basically Vanderpump Rules meets the epitome of uh, Beverly Hills Housewives. Put together, rich women who are making the same amount of money as like Frederick and all the men in Million Dollar List in New York, but better because drama. It's amazing and it's Netflix. Everyone should go watch it. It's incredible. Done. That is exactly what I'm doing tonight. But that was actually a great segue into other women who have um, big real estate deals. Bethany Frankel, again, formally, formally on the Real Housewives of New York. You know, soon. It's real sad. So Bethany is back in courts with Jason Hoppy, everyone's fave. So. It's kind of a weird situation. She's been going back and forth in this lawsuit for over $2 million. It's a malpractice lawsuit against her former attorney, uh, Jamie Shrek. (laughs) Love that last name. (laughs) So 
kind of like a little breakdown. So in 2011, Bethany bought a condo for $5 million. Jason put the condo in a trust, even though she wanted to put the property just in her name. So this trust then allowed for the two of them to have 50-50 share of this house. We see her like going through all of this bullshit on the show with this house that he mm-hmm. refused to move out of. So then he is now... So Bethany is blaming the lawyer's negligence for allowing all of this to happen because I think the house was definitely like a major point of contention in their divorce. But there's supposedly some shady things going on because Bethany said she doesn't really remember signing this paperwork and Jason's mom was a notary on the trust. And another sketchier situation is she's not even a legal notary in New York and her license was expired at the time. And Bethany is saying she's never saw any of these trust documents. So... Now I think Bethany and her lawyer team are and her legal team are saying that Bethany and the mom kind of set her up so that she wouldn't have the house in her name so that just Jason would thus get 50% if they ended up breaking up. And I 100% think that that's possible. I mean yeah, like they they had one. Okay, I look at both sides of it. One I think Bethany and him were married. So yeah, the two of you should have a home under both of your names that makes sense obviously bethany is the one with the wallet in the relationship so clearly it's all of her money however to go back like five years later and say like that should have been my house where it's like yeah but you were married so you know if it was a man and a woman and the man was the breadwinner the woman would like assume she would stay in the home with the kid usually not usually Mm -hmm. but i think in a lot of situations that's kind of what you expect Whereas this situation, she's like, no, give me my house. And he's like, ha ha, like, I'm going to live here and not pay rent. And it's actually going to be half of mine when we sell it. It's absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe. I mean, I'm not ever shocked with Jason Hoppy. He is probably one of the biggest disappointments and slaps in the face we've ever had on Bravo mm-hmm. because he portrayed to be one totally good guy. We all thought that Bethany had finally had her happy ending, the kid, the marriage, the house, everything, the business. We saw her finally go from the bottom to the top. And I feel a sense of major resentment and hatred. I mean, this is not really new for divorce mm-hmm. people. Everyone doesn't have a divorce like, you know, what Gina Kirschneider or whatever mm-hmm. over at OC tried to pretend that she had. It's not always amicable. Someone gets really, really angry a lot of the time. But this just makes it more messy because she had a lot of money and property. Mm-hmm. And I think he had a lot of resentment. Bethany is kind of the power person here, but it's just really tricky because she lives her life on TV. And I'm glad she's off of it now because now she can focus on getting this monster off of her back. Totally. And she's so happy with that guy. Like you posted a photo and I saw her post it of like the two of them yes, at a wedding this weekend. Looked so happy. She was just glowing. Like she looked so hair like, is so perfectly curled. Oh yeah. She looked great. I don't think she's safe for Bethany. It really is. And she's always gone through so much. And it's kind of sad because you like look back and you're like, you know, terrible childhood, Uh, you know, then was kind of struggling throughout her 30s and whatnot, you know, meets Jason. They obviously go through hell and back, has Dennis and he kills himself, you know, and, and, you know, now hopefully she's kind of getting her like knight in shining armor moment where, you know, she met a good man who probably suggested to her, you know, maybe getting off reality TV is probably the best for you. You're still going to make you be like a cash cow with the skinny girl brand and all of your yes. things. So it's not like money's the issue, but like mm, certainly little- not. And she's on Shark Tank now, like a lot, not oh. every week. She's not on permanent, but 
I've watched the, I love Shark Tank and I watched the episode that she's on. She's, they brought her on once as just a guest, like a celebrity guest. Then she was on like two or three more times. She's transitioning into this just like business maven. And she talks about her business and her stuff. Apparently she still has not sold the business. So she's definitely killing it in like the, the money game. And she's like, she's Bethany Frankel. Like just, I want what's best for her. I just want Bethany to be happy. Even if that means she's not on our screens anymore, which I, that doesn't make me happy. So (laughs) yeah, I'm putting her happiness over my happiness, which is really rare for me. And I'm even prepared for for New York to just maybe suffer a little bit. It's making me sad, yeah. but especially with her alleged replacement. But that's another oh, day. Oh, yeah, with that girl. Oof. Did you see that video Bethany posted of, like, Bryn squeezing her boobs? Like, she posted this video. It is so weird. Like, Bethany's, like, talking about her new shapewear, and, like, Bryn is just, like, aggressively grabbing her boobs for, like, a full minute oh on the video. God. And, like... The, when I watched it, I was like, what's happening? And then I watched it again, and I was like, couldn't you just tell the what's kid to happening? get the fuck out of the room for right, a minute? Right, while you do this video? Yeah, like, this is work. Like, I don't know. I just saw it. I was like, what the hell? But I, I definitely want Bryn to write a tell-all. Like, Shannon Bedore's daughter said she was going to write a book about her parents' divorce. Like, I don't need that. I need Bryn's like, I mean, third grade it, tell-all. So we don't really need to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to relive her this poor child reliving uh, a tombstone fake burial of a marriage what the i just never forget david bedore was sitting in that fucking room and was like i'm gonna go immediately to my girlfriend's house after this fuck this woman like oh god oh i think they just don't want to look like douchebags on tv totally so they do what they have to do to like change that perspective but once you cheat bruh it's over yeah, it's like there's no trust, and especially with a woman like Shannon who like isn't really able to get over things. Obviously, yeah, no. cheating is kind of major, but yeah, she doesn't seem like someone who's quick to um to move on as we see. Oh, the poor woman. Truly. Well, s- speaking of other kind of trash men from the Real House Talking about other trash men on Bravo, Jill Zarin went on Jeff Lewis's show this past Thursday and was talking about a time her and Mario Singer, Ramona Singer's ex-husband, got into a fight in 2011 and supposedly viciously pushed her. She said, quote, Mario came over to me, he put his hands on me and he pushes me and goes, I don't like the way you talk about Ramona. She said she thought about calling the police. He literally put his hands on me and pushed me. Like, why is this? Why are we getting this eight years later, Jill? Right. Like, Jill, Jill, you've had multiple platforms. I think strongly they're trying to bring her back on. I think Jill is either trying to bring herself back on or I always thought it was Ramona trying to bring her back on. But this also wouldn't kind of make me feel like, is it just for conflict? If she's going to be a friend of or like make special appearances, maybe her and Ramona are going to have a little bit of a tiff because, you know, just like everything else in New York, every season is page six. Everything's in page mm-hmm. six. Maybe it's you went on a radio show and I heard it on the radio. People are telling me that you're talking about Mario. And maybe it'll be a little bit of conflict in that regard because I thought they were good. I don't understand why this would happen unless Ramona's just totally fine with people trashing her ex-husband and the father of her daughter. Well, I think people go on to Jeff Lewis Live like exclusively to be messy. Like he to talk uh, shit. He, that is his job. That's he, their job. He brings it out of them. And obviously he talks a ton of shit himself. He's but, very Andy Cohen in that way. 
Yeah, but not as eloquent. Andy at least like right. can finesse it in a way where you're like, he's so cheeky and funny. But then, yeah, like hindsight, you're like, wow, that was so he mean and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. He liquors you up and gets it all out of you. I mean, did you know? <laughs> I just heard that he they refill your drink at every break during Watch What Happens Live. I mean, of course. Like, I like when people get drunk. But then oh yeah, then he's, like, confused or he's like, why are you cursing and having too much fun? It's like, because they're wasted. They've been drinking throughout all of hair and makeup. And now they've been, you know, boozing hard throughout the show. Ugh, but, yeah, I love Andy. I think, oh, fuck, I forgot my train of thought. Damn. Um, well, I, it happens to me every day. Right. I Well, I read in one of Andy's books. I can never get them um, in order in my head. But he was speaking about how Jill Zarin, after she was fired from the show, she came on Watch What Happens Live and did like a one-on-one interview with Andy. But she actually ended up bringing a wire and recording the audio itself on her body because – her and her team were so scared that Watch What Happens Live and Andy's team was going to like take her words and, you know, make them make her out to be saying shit she wasn't saying. And Andy wrote in his book and he's like, and for that reason, like, I will never trust her. And it's going to be very hard for me to get her back on the show. Like fans want her back, but I really don't think Andy wants her back in the world of Housewives because she's a liability. Clearly she's sitting on this show talking shit and they tried to get her back on a couple seasons ago for Luann and Tom's wedding. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. That could have been a perfect intro, but I I think Bravo is like not biting. They're like, we know you want this too badly and your desperation is is showing. I mean, it is desperation, but so is pretty much every other housewife that's still on. (laughs) Especially (laughs) everyone in the OC. They want that whole franchise to stay on for so, so badly. And it's like, it's almost not even worth it. So I get it, Jill. I love Jill. I love her daughter. I would love to know how she's doing. It just makes me really sad when they sever such good relationships that we don't even get like you know the updates like kind of like with Jeff like with Jeff Lewis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ever gonna get that show again. I'm just so sad about it. See, I'm not sad about Jeff not getting a show back. Like, oh no, not him. Oh. But I loved that premise, the show, the houses, the <laughs> Jenny. Oh, but he just kind of ruined it all. So yeah, well, yeah, he like got way too his. His head just got way too big and he became way too into himself where it was like... That is, is every housewife ever. True. But I guess that's also like kind of needed when you go on a show like this. Like you must really have... You must really think you're interesting to be like, yes, I want to be on a show that is 22 episodes yeah. a year and show There's my life. There's a certain life. level of narcissism and like ego that has to go into it. Absolutely. 
Well, that kind of leads us perfectly into Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We've been kind of we've been talking about her separation from her husband Mark Daly since September, since early September, and rumors are now saying that it's pretty much confirmed that he had multiple affairs on her throughout the time of their two-year relationship. So 22 months. <laughs> so a source was telling us weekly that Mark had <laughs> 22 months. Mark had multiple affairs on Kenya. She walked away from her career for him and he had no problem with that and no problem disrespecting her. Like she didn't really walk away from the career. She like walked away and then came right back. Right. Because it was also again only 22 months. Yeah. <laughs> she basically quit for a season. And then came back for a sizable lead like a sizably smaller amount of money right. which is a also promote, a bummer and they and she came back for a promoted event of the season she left yeah <laughs> so and the demise of a friendship like kenya was at the helm of a major storyline <laughs> wait which friendship so cynthia and nini's of last oh, season right 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 remember you know yeah. cynthia was like i'm supposed to act like kenya is not supposed to be here i didn't know fourth wall breaking which i love when they do that and kenya comes and nini's like well i am betrayed and it was pretty much the entire third part of the reunion was the fact that kenya was there so did she leave no she didn't leave any of her you know, promotional um, uh, events and appearances. Like, I think her husband, ex-husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, <laughs> just had a really also big ego, and he was just not comfortable with her being on TV because it would expose him also. Totally. But once we see you once, bro, we never need to see you again. We know who you are, and, and we'll also, find you. <laughs> also, so many of these men, like, go on the— like especially when you end up being with the person who's already on TV, then you kind of get like wrapped up into that whole world. And like in the beginning, it's probably fun and you know, it's exciting, all of these events, whatever. And then as yeah, he starts getting on TV, his skeleton's probably coming out a little bit. The women on Atlanta have no problem talking shit about your man. Like it doesn't matter who Not he is or one. what he is doing. Like they will be thrown way under the bus which that also happens on every other show now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh yeah dallas is like main fight is about like deandra saying rich cheated i'm like you know real housewives of new york is always i mean harry dubin like hello like not their though they have a big problem talking about anything oh. personal well yeah exactly so husbands are always off limits and i love when so people finances say finances like, and kids and houses and clothes <laughs> and lives and careers and pretty much everything i wonder if the bravo producers are actually going to listen to what the fans were saying about Beverly Hills this year because it was annoying because the ratings were so high yet the critics online and the people on you know yeah, all of they the were blogs were hating it. <laughs> well, I was watching one because I I'm like contractually I have to it's like contractually I, for the show I have to obviously right. watch but. I was also watching, like, for what's going to happen, like, what's going to be seen, like, what's anything, anything, anything. And I think a lot of people were kind of waiting for that because and Beverly Hills. Lisa would come back or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll never forget that last scene where they're all like in Kyle's backyard and this music is like. Oh like what like oh now everything is peachy in beverly hills oh finally the gang is you know peaceful and i'm like i need some give me something to work with like you guys sitting around eating avocado toast is not doing it for me i really do hope that they listen to the fans i've heard some producers from the show say that they typically kind of don't listen to online reviews that much 
Um, they try to incorporate people they think will work, but they like know the algorithm. They know the system out that they know that this whole spike in ratings was not, does not equate all ratings are not good ratings. Cause I've had a lot of people tell me on my own podcast that they, and on my Instagram and all my, in my comments that they're not watching next season. They're like, we, they gave the entire season a try. And they're, I mean, I am too, I'm still recovering. All right. I'm basically <laughs> so traumatized and I will also watch it. Cause obligation for the show <laughs> but plenty of people every time i post anything beverly hills i get a shit ton of people that tell me no more they don't they're not here for it they don't want to watch it they're over it and maybe we'll see a spike like a, a decline in ratings well i think just lisa vanderpump leaving too is probably going to damage the group a little bit because well, who do they have they have garcelle bouvet who's who i will actress. probably watch for yeah. just for her she seems cool <laughs> And I'm interested to see how that works because I think I love when a real actress comes on and like Kyle needs to be <laughs> Kyle's like, I was an extra in Little House on the Prairie. Please don't forget. It's like, OK, yeah, I come from a very Hollywood family. Yeah. And have you heard what she did to her husband? Like the one of the reasons that they did cast her. Oh, yeah. She's a shame. She's amazing. Bitch. Love it. Yeah. Like she wrote an email to. Everyone, like her husband's like an agent or something like that, and he cheated on her. So she wrote an email to everyone at like the agency <laughs> that he is a cheater and a liar. Do not trust him. If you lie to me, he'll lie to you. And I was like, true, Damn. but also OMG. <laughs> My kind of girl. Like that is some petty business, but like. I'll watch for her. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Well, speaking of other men who are cheaters, Dennis McKinley and Portia Williams from The Real Housewives of Atlanta are back together again. We talked about them breaking up, staying together, having the kid, maybe having another kid. But supposedly their main storyline for this upcoming season is signing a prenup, which like I feel like that's now becoming such a Bravo trope where it's like, do you love me? Are you going to take all my money? Like, oh, God. Oh my this God. again. Quick, quick, quick sidebar. Dallas's conversation about prenups <laughs> had me rolling. I talked about it on my podcast. I think about it often. Cameron talking about, yes, of course I signed a prenup. I wish court would tell me to wait and I would eat that cheeseburger in his face. And they were all like, <laughs> I had a prenup. I had a prenup. I had nothing. We have no prenup. I just thought it was so good how they normalized it because we all know these ladies, they have money and stuff now. And I'm glad Portia is saying, you think you need a prenup, honey? No, I need a prenup mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Like it's never, you never think about the woman needing a prenup as badly, but she married, she's possibly married or marrying yeah. <laughs> a man that is equally as successful as her, if not a little less successful. So his mom is talking about, she needs a prenup uh, to, to, for, to protect her assets and her son's assets. Portia needs a prenup to protect her. And I've been to his restaurant. Ooh. I can see why Portia needs a prenup. Oh, what is it? The hot dog factory? Yes. I've gone to that one in the hookah lounge that he quote unquote Ooh. owns. What's the hookah lounge like? It's, uh, they did film a scene in there and that was probably the, the way they oh, made it look yeah. was probably as busy as it's ever been. <laughs> they hired people. They're like, uh, I hey, mean, you on the not, street, here's $25. Yeah. It has like like two and a half, three stars on Yelp. It's not one of the better ones. And it's Atlanta. There's a lot of hookah lounges and some that are really nice and upscale. That one's just not one of them. Mm. But, you know, people go with the hopes of seeing Portia one day, maybe. And that might be why they also filmed the scene there. 
Oh, true. I mean, I think that's, you know, going on these shows, there's like a little bit of the expectation of like, my business is going to get some promo. This guy was probably like, people are talking about the hot dog factory. I had never heard of it. And now, you know, sometimes. Who thinks of a hot dog restaurant? I never think of them lasting. No one craves a hot dog that bad like every week. Also, like, I don't need to go to an establishment to eat a hot dog. I feel like that's like an at-home at home. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an at-home treat. <laughs> Anybody who, like, you know, can go over to their dad's house that has, like, a grill. And, you know, like, <laughs> if it's reasonably weathered, like, maybe over 69 degrees, any dad in America is going to be like, let's fire up the grill and have a hot dog. And then, look, the craving is finished. There is always, a hot, like, a frozen hot dog in every freezer, probably in America, <laughs> right this second. <laughs> Except exactly. my sad little one in Manhattan. <laughs> No dogs. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, what I'm getting for dinner. <laughs> I want very good for Portia. I have heard that they might already be married. Yeah, I was um, kind of reading that around too because she's been wearing he, that big rock again. Right. And he did change his caption. So originally it said married life. Um, I don't believe it says that anymore. I think now it just says the good life. So I think that he just did, like, the trope that a lot mm. of people do. I mean, most people do it in, like, college when they've been together for so, so long. Wifey. They'll just be like, my wife, my husband, married life. Like what Travis and Kylie used to do. Like, oh, Travis yeah. Scott and Kylie Jenner. They used to say, like, my wife and my husband and everything. I don't think that they're actually married. I think he just said that and everyone started speculating. So he changed the <laughs> caption. Or it was going to be a surprise on Bravo and Bravo said, take that down now. And he changed it. <laughs> Which I mean is pretty plausible. I feel, I think like now it's so hard to work with trying to not have spoilers on the show just because of social media. Like the other day I was on Instagram and I see it's like a picture of like, I think it was like Ramona and Dorinda or no, it was Sonia and Dorinda fighting in Central Park where I'm like, what are they fighting about? What are they fighting about? So there's right. so many things now that like are, are being exposed just because of social media and how quickly word can travel. And even like, you know, all these Facebook groups where someone's like, I saw so-and-so at this bagel shop and she was with so-and-so, not so. It's like, ooh, like, you know, and then, right. and then here I am like, you know, talking about a bagel shop sighting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the fun, right? But then also at the same time, I don't want to know on social media. Otherwise, I don't need to spend an hour of my life every single week hoping to find out whether or not they're really together or married or how they got there. And I think one of the greatest, you know, regrets ever was finding out that Jax finally proposed to Britney on Vanderpump Rules. Mm. And then we had to get it so early in the season when the mere fact of Jax settling down with one person should have been a storyline all on its own that could have been milked for a whole season. I didn't need that to be milked, though. Like, cause they're, oh, no, I didn't need it to, but it could have been. They're coming into, like, baby land. Like, I kept seeing, like, speculation. Like, Britney it might be me. pregnant. I speculated. Uh, it's all over my page. I have a lot of very seriously opinionated people. Because I'm like, I need answers. And apparently she said in one specific comment on her post to one person, not yet, but I can't wait to be. And I'm just like, okay, so we know you're trying because they did say they're going to mm-hmm. try right away. But also, I mean, the timeline would not be very good because she would be showing. And some people have told me that you don't show in your first pregnancy for quite mm-hmm. some weeks, like 15, 16 plus. So I, the timing would be a little off because they just got married a few months ago. Also, um, like they definitely want this to be on the show. So I'm assuming oh, yeah. her telling Jax she's pregnant will happen on the show, which means she'll probably be like a month or two in or something, because then they're also going to do like, we have to get to whatever, 20 weeks. I don't, I don't know the number. So like 
to make sure the baby is safe before we start telling people. So then they're going to have all of that tension. Oh, the ultrasounds. Oh, God. The gel gel on the belly. Yes. And then hearing oh. the heartbeat and her and her country accent. <laughs> and just, when I first heard my baby's heartbeat, I just... I can't believe this is really happening. I'm really going to be a mom. And you're going to see, like, like Jax's okay. face. Like, you're <laughs> going to be, like, terrified crying. Face. And I'm oh. just like, oh, my God. And I just feel like that. But that's a very different couple. I think with Portia and Dennis, they really did have a love thing. And Portia really just wanted to be married. But I really am getting a sense of, like, a Kenya and Mark Daly repeat here that mm. it's it's probably not going to be very long term. He's probably going to disappoint her again. I mean, they did break up once. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to disappoint her again because uh, history repeats itself. And this guy was shady and all the girls kind of was, were saying that prior he has to names them. on his body. Girl. <laughs> multiple. Like, multiple. <laughs> He just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a <laughs> flying fuck. Well, speaking of men who do not give a fuck, Joe Giudice from the Royal Housewives of New Jersey, obviously Teresa Giudice's current husband, he is getting out of prison, not prison, he's getting out of his ICE facility, he's moving back to Italy, and now <laughs> Teresa told Page Six that now he's going to be training to be a MMA fighter, which was a plot twist I didn't know I needed. Yeah, that him saying he wanted to be that anyway. I mean, there's so many things wrong with this story. And I honestly just feel so bad for the Jersey producers. I feel like they've been doing, they filmed Jersey, started filming so early, I think, to catch him being released from jail. Mm -hmm. And like, it's been an entire season that could have been, that's been filmed. And they still have no release of him from jail. So they're just like, oh, my God. We, I mean, they basically have like a month or two month break from the previous season to the season that's about to air before they had to deal with this. And now him going to Italy, I feel, does not help his case of him not being deported to Italy. If anything, yeah. they're just going to be like, stay there. Thanks. Like, I mean, and I talked about it on my podcast. People have been really critical of like his you know, law running and saying that like he they're treating him really, really poorly because he's so he's a celebrity, which come on, Jadiche is being a celebrity is like far fetched. at best. <laughs> But also, I mean, I uh, interned for a few different law firms and legal uh, uh, immigration law um, lawyers, and I've talked to some immigration specialists and I've also looked it up myself. He is not being poorly treated because he's a celebrity. Oh. He is 100% in, like, he checks off, like, three major boxes for basic deportation. And you really only need one. Yeah, and then people are like, I wonder why. Like, and then you think, like, people. He did bad things, people. That's why. <laughs> you don't get off scot-free just because your wife is a housewife. Right. If anything, they're just going to be like, why did you even need to do this? <laughs> you have money. Like, you have, your wife has an income. That's just purely ego and I'm going on the show probably exposed most of it but like remember that time that he like took his brother's ID or something oh, like that yeah. and tried to get a driver's license like you cannot do that also like it is illegal it's on television it's also very <laughs> illegal on television it's just, like the epitome of illegal is that <laughs> if any of us did that they would not 
they would find a place to send us. They'd be like, no, you just can't stay here. We would get sent. He's literally only getting so many appeals and the opportunity to even give them multiple different appeals. of, Will you send me here? Can I do that? How about I do this? Because he's a celebrity. If anything, he's getting special treatment. They would never let you go to your home country while they decide they should deport you to your home country. If it was just one of us, they'd just be like, girl, bye. Yeah, like, I mean, we saw for months and months and months, like, these ICE detention. I mean, it's still happening to this day, clearly. But, you know, kids getting taken away from their parents in these ICE facilities. Like, it's hell on earth. Like, it makes sense that he's like, hey, like, while you guys do whatever legal shit you got to do on your end, like, the admin work to get me out of here, like, I'm going to go back to Italy, like, get a good bolognese and, like, keep it pushing because— He's basically going on vacation where the (laughs) girls can visit him. And he's doing that solely so his family can finally, like, see him while he's been in detention but like are you kidding me i wish i could go on an italian vacation while i'm waiting for like a verdict from the law and like even like with this mma fighting dream like what is he going to do when he's out of jail because he's not going to be able to get loans to do like real estate investments like he's not going to be able to do any of the work that he was doing even if he was doing it all illegally before he he's not able to work so you know maybe not at all (laughs) maybe this is the career that he's been looking for well Teresa did say that he kind of looks like an mma fighter which i beg the question what that actually looks like because i've seen a bunch of different types i think it's like stocky like stocky but i i I, he's kind of always looked like that i always think he looks like a butcher like he reminds me of someone like you'd see like in a movie where they're like the butcher guys and there's like big like cow like raw dead cows the butcher like i butcher vibes i actually can see it i can see him at my local deli or like if you go anywhere in jersey to like little italy somewhere he looks like the local butcher yeah Well, maybe he can get into, like, is butchery a phrase? Uh, into butch- butching? Um, I don't think you need to be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can be a criminal and do that, probably. Absolutely, yeah. There's definitely, like, no background check. Because it's, like, as long as you could slaughter a pig raw, then you could do you could do anything. Yeah. Oh, God. And I think the morals with Joe are already, like, a little limited. So I think he'd have a fine time. So, Joe, if you're listening, just be a butcher. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Monty, where can people listen to your awesome show and follow you? And your Instagram's amazing too. Yes, thank you so much. I had so much fun. If you want to have the same amount of snarky and petty, but not nearly as free flowing and quick of fun with me, it is <laughs> anywhere you podcast on um, under mixing with Monty, um, especially Apple, Spotify. Stitcher, Google, Anchor, all those fun places. And of course, same name on Instagram as well, Mixing with Monty. And I'm going to be announcing a fall giveaway pretty soon. So it'll actually be a really good time to start listening as the Bravo fun has just begun because we're about to get into the best season of television ever. Hell yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Okay. 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.